All right, guys, stealing the Chinese internet and other crazy accusations, a download from the pit. What's the pit? I guess you have to tune in to find out. We've got Greg Phillips in studio, 1819 News, Alabama unfiltered mashup. You're not going to want to miss it. Welcome, everyone, to, well, not 1819 News, the podcast, but still 1819 News, the podcast. This is a special edition mashup with 1819 News, the podcast, and Alabama Unfiltered, and our special guest that we're doing this special mashup for, Mr. Greg Phillips. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be here. Yeah. And if you guys don't know who Alabama Unfiltered is, because you're 1819 News, the podcast people, I've got Miss Amy Beth Shaver and Allison Sinclair. Ladies. Hello. Hi. Howdy. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure everybody knows everybody, right? And if you guys didn't watch the podcast that Alabama Unfiltered did with Greg Phillips, you all need to go back and do that. Uh, it's really amazing. Um, something about Alabama Unfiltered where they take people with beards and draw out parts <laughs> of their story that no one has heard before. Right. So they got you and like two weeks later, they got me in there. Right. And I've told my story a kajabillion times and they were able to get stuff out of me that I'd never told before. And, and I miss church because of you. Yes, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Our plan is so, working well and done. And that is, that is how Greg and I uh, became acquainted. I was jealous that they got Greg on the podcast. I'm like, oh, man, I really wish I could meet him. Two weeks later, uh, I came in to do a podcast. Amy Beth Shaver was out with COVID. Uh, so it was Scott oh, gosh, and Allison. Right. And so that. I was sitting in the chair that Greg's sitting in. And I had a whole podcast notes drawn up that I slaved over and sweated over about Christless conservatism, which we'll still need to do. We do. Um, and we started the podcast, and Allison's like, tell us a little bit about your story. I said five minutes. Yeah, she said five minutes. And an hour and, a, an hour and a half later, we went through the whole ask a question, ask a question, and it just kept going, going, going. And then we published that. I thought it went well. Uh, got some really good feedback. And then I'm sitting in church on a Sunday, and I get a text message from one Greg Phillips. <laughs> he said, hey, man. I just missed church. <laughs> Said I started, I was getting ready this morning to go to church and I was listening to your podcast and I was so engaged. I was listening to it on the way to church in the car. And then I just sat in the car outside of church and listened to the rest of your podcast. Dude, it is an incredible story. So I was in uh, Colorado Springs this week. Or, Which is or, where all that happened. I know. Last <laughs> week. And so I was at the rabbit hole. Do you know so what the funny. rabbit hole is? Uh, yeah, that's the one where you go downstairs right. and get the really good food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super good food. So I was down there with some, some friends and colleagues and, and went down. Oh, you've been there too? No. no. no? All right. We're not cool we enough to, to carry on. Sorry. All right, all right, we'll bring you. Um, and I started telling your story, right? Yeah. So what, what are you going to do in someone's hometown other than tell their story? Yeah, And now, now everybody else is listening to it. I've sent it around to everybody I know. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm blushing under my beard. <laughs> so... Um, Alabama Unfiltered, they've got that Joe Rogan gift of being able to get people to just go and go and tell parts of their stories that no one has and worked on him, worked on me, and then it working on me got me to get to know him. And then he invited me to a very special event. Mm. We met on a Monday, and he said, hey, I'm doing an event this weekend. It would be really cool if you could come. And so uh, the event was called The Pit. I was very intrigued. It's a very intriguing name. I heard a little bit of... Um, referencing to it i think on the podcast you did yeah. with them allison was all over me hey you, you need to figure out how you can go i'm like well i don't know how i can go and then he ended up inviting me and so i said i'll be there and so why don't you tee up for us what is the pit what was it why did you choose to to kind of do it that way i think the hardest part for us uh, as we've gone through our research and all the 
just the rigmarole and all the things that, that go into these kind of things. It's easy to get to the point where you can exploit what you learn. Like if I learn that something's happening in Detroit, it's, it's a skip and a jump to figure out is that same thing happening in Charlotte or is that same thing happening somewhere else? And, and so the exploitation piece of an operation is really not that hard. What is hard, however, is the, the, when you get to the bottom of the pile and you've got everything you need, and then what do you do with it? Like, how do you disseminate it? You and I have talked about yep. this now, now for a couple of weeks. Dissemination is, is the most important part of everything we do. In this particular case, um, we uncovered a bunch of data and, you know, we made a movie out of it and that was a method of dissemination. We've been on, you know, a bunch of podcasts and uh, really have gone all around the planet uh, with 2000 mules. And, but really in the end, that was just a method of dissemination. Yep. Um, Dinesh has a book coming out, the 2000 mules book, the real story, I think coming out here shortly. Um, and, but each of those pieces is nothing more than that, just a piece. And how do you disseminate? What do you do? Inevitably what happens in a movie, for instance, is we spoke, well, we researched for 18 months. We spoke for, you know, in on camera for hours, you know, dozens of hours, you know, and they cut it out about 30 minutes of it. So there's, you know, 17 hours and a half laying on, on the cutting room floor. There's so much data in there and so much information in there that, that we found ourselves almost every day, you know, explaining to different folks and whatnot. At some point we realized that the only people really pushing back were just the haters anyway, and we were never going to convince them. So we just declared victory on that one and said, okay, let's move on. Yeah. But to move on, we really had to tie off on it because there's so much information that people wanted to be able to, to know. So we broke the pit up into three pieces. Um, or, and the idea was we're going to use this as a method of dissemination for the remaining information. We're going to use it for a method of dissemination to explain where we're going with something that we're calling the ground fusion center, which is sort of a data collection space. And then the final, the piece in the afternoon was a little more provocative, um, meaning we, we brought in uh, people like Trevor Loudon and J.R. Nyquist and some others that have a really unique perspective on the Russia-China cabal and, and how, you know, Russia sort of co-opted some con on the conservative side in the United States. China has co-opted the left in the United States, but together they're destroying the United States. Mm. And so the two of those guys have some really interesting perspectives on it. And uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, man, I'd go on and, and find the pit. Um, I guess you on Rumble, maybe search for um, uh, right side broadcasting. Yeah. Right side broadcasting. Yeah. And, and uh, they've got both of those guys uh, uh, speeches or, or both of those guys comments on there, but it was like, wow, which brought us to the final piece. Um, which, which was something else that we needed to disseminate. And that was something that we long had called the tiger project because we didn't want to release it. I think yeah. I talked to you guys about mm -hmm. it when, when we were here and, and y'all were kind enough to dig more and more out of me. So before so. you go into the tiger project though, I'll let you, we'll, we'll get some suspense and then we'll get to it. So I want to tee up what it was like being a, a participant in the pit and how it led up to the tiger part, because that's what it was all about. Right. The whole thing was about that. And the event had some great context. And so I fly, uh, into Phoenix. Scottsdale is where we ended up staying and, and, and leaving from. We fly in, we hang out, um, the night before we were to a venue, everything went great. They didn't make anybody leave or anything. We'll get to that. <laughs> the first night went really, really well, but it was, it was wild 
it seemed like there was a lot of forces working against this event getting off and, and, and happening. Hmm. And some of it was supernatural or what was the word like weather even. And so I'm there and I'm trying to find something to eat after I land, I check into my hotel and this dust storm comes in and it's crazy. It's like something out of like, I'm thinking like Aladdin or one of those type of movies where the dust storm comes in and you can't see anything and trees are bending over sideways. And having just come from Alabama, I didn't think anything of it. It was like another day in Alabama with dust. Right. Like, you know, but apparently there it was going nuts. All the power was out at all these different places. I actually got some free meals out of it because they couldn't ring up my tab. So it worked in my benefit. Well played. Yes. Yes. So good job. um, Thank you. Um, But, but it it was wild. I mean, you just thinking about, and that was one, and we'll get to some of the others where it's like, man, here we are. Everyone's kind of arriving at the same time. And then there was people that hadn't landed yet that were having to fly around Phoenix and wait for this dust storm. Wow. And they're saying it was like the worst they'd ever seen in Phoenix, or at least in the last hundred years or something. And again, Having just flown in from Alabama, I didn't think much of the, the trees bending no over sideways because of a storm. Well, the dust so, wasn't kind of Oh, it was unsettling. crazy. And so, like, I get this, you know, like, Amber Alert type notification on my phone that's like, don't go anywhere. And I'm like, but I'm hungry. <laughs> you know? so, so what did you do? I'm driving and all the red lights are just flashing yellow or just aren't working. Right. All the, all the stoplights are out. There's like Cox trucks driving around, power oh, company Lord. trucks driving around, all the bucket Ooh, trucks and everything. Kind and I'm of just exciting. like, it is. Gotta get some food. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and the crazy part was two hours before that, we had like flash flood warnings. Yeah. So we're out at the venue, which was another 45 minutes or so from Scottsdale, west, southwest of Scott, or west, east, southeast of Scottsdale, in a place called the Big Ten Cotton Gin. This is literally an old cotton gin mm-hmm. that they turned into a venue they have weddings and all manner of things there um and also and we're, we're out there you. trying to get all the av set up you know rsbn's coming yeah. in they're all trying to get set up and next thing you know it's like a deluge i mean it's not we're not talking about little rain we're not talking about i mean i used to think it rained hard here yeah but but this was like big boy rain i mean it was coming down there were flash yeah. floods and everything we're like and then it finally stops and I look outside, everything seemed to be okay. A lot of water around, but everything seemed to be okay in our world. Then that dust storm hits. Yeah. But like, that doesn't make happening? sense because if it rains Three. like that, well, where the does the dust? the dust is coming in from elsewhere. So it rains here. Okay. Then the, the dust, dust comes in. It's just coming it's in Sahara from the desert. Mud. Right. Yeah. Okay. Was, like yeah. God coordinated that one. Yeah. It was yeah. wild. It was crazy. And it's interesting that that was called the cotton gin. So I, everyone's like, where was it? I was like, I don't know. There's a venue out in the middle of a desert at what looked like a cotton gin. And turns out... Yeah, it really was. A I mean, hey, okay. so what do you know? You've lived in Alabama long enough yeah. to identify. I, look at there. A it's cotton a gin. Tin. I don't know what a cotton, cotton gin. Did you get food? I did get food. Uh, I went to this, um, and, and and not that anyone will ever go there because I'm giving a shout you out. May. Yeah, you never know. If you're ever yeah. in Scottsdale, Old Town Scottsdale, go. It was a, uh, it's a German restaurant where they have like, it's it's all Germaned out, and they've got bratwurst and all kinds of stuff there. Really? Anyway, I was say it was amazing, yeah. and you you won't miss it. It's um, the only German place in Old Scottsdale, so or Old Town Scottsdale. I did get food, felt good. Then after that, we went party, went to bed, got up the next morning. We had to be there at seven forty-five, otherwise Chelsea was going to leave us. That right. was Chelsea. a Who's she Chelsea? was not Chelsea operations. Is, yeah, the head of operations okay. for True the Vote, and she we were so everybody's praying at the event, and it kind of just it was really a, a you know a, a fantastic event. I mean, everybody said partying, but it was as much prayer as it was party. Yeah, <laughs> and we get done praying, everybody's still kind of holding hands in a big circle, and Chelsea comes bounding into the circle. <laughs> if you're not there by seven forty-five a.m., we're leaving yeah. you, and everybody's yeah. like. 
Amen. We were all there. And so okay. I got there at seven the next morning to make <laughs> sure I was did. not on that list. Um, and so we, we all met at this hotel and then these charter buses pull up. And so again, you're, you got to see it from my point of did view. Did you they, know this no, is what was happening? Okay. No, so you're clueless. No, so no you're one knew this. No one knew. Okay. Everybody thought Waiting. that the, everybody thought that the event was going to be at the hotel. Yeah. And so we, you just know you're supposed to be somewhere uh, at 745 and then Shazam. the fleet shows up. So we were trying to, we were trying like, to keep keep the bad guys away yeah so we had already tricked them one time we had an event on july 15th we had the the fake pit on july 15th and invited a whole bunch of bad guys and uh they all showed up so we had like 107 no you didn't yeah we did that's yeah. excellent we did and close that, the lid well we tracked their phones and we we kind of figured out who the bad guys were that's why i and, love you and then we then we sorted through all of this it this is and, outstanding and then decided you know what so here's what we're going to do Wait, so so yeah. we basically did the same thing again Except it was the real event, and but we had people again believing that the event was going to be at the hotel. Look, we're going to go, we're going to the conference center. We're going to do something. You know, but I don't think anybody do had the bad any, guys when they got that's there. Exactly what I'm. Thinking. I mean, that's we just let them twirl. I mean, they spent. I mean, this was in like the middle of nowhere. I mean, it wasn't even <laughs> it, this event. What this wasn't even awesome. there. This event was on the East. The fake event was on the East Coast. And so people were traveling in from so everywhere. Nobody saw you didn't show. No, you didn't speak to him. You didn't. You no, just, no. We were in. We were at a, a, a sheriff's conference in Las Vegas while it was going on. So they just got there and there there's literally nothing. Right. <laughs> that is the savage. most savage boss troll. move I've yeah. ever heard. Savage. OK. It. OK. It's like the servers at the <clears throat> University of Mississippi that. Aren't really anything. Mississippi State. Sorry, Mississippi but, State. But yeah, it's sorry, like the, sorry. It's, don't want to miss yeah. that one. It's up. like the server set that just doesn't really yeah. exist. Okay. That's All right. Good. Wow. Now, okay, in, so. fa in fairness to the haters, it re we did store data there. We just didn't process it. But on the on the on the pit that didn't happen, that was just an event Nothing. that didn't That's happen. That's awesome. Love I it. mean, this is so. Okay, so, so we get into the Chelsea's charter buses. Yelling. So I'm yeah. Chelsea's rounding everybody up. <laughs> Dude, you look around, you got Trevor Loudon, Dr. Peter McCullough, Epic Times, like all kinds, you know, and I'm like, I feel pretty special. And so uh, we get on the charter bus, we're all loaded up, and uh, she says, well, hopefully you're sitting beside somebody you like, because it's going to be an hour to get to the venue. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay. And so I just watched Sicario. Have you guys seen this movie? Oh, I love that movie. So I just watched Sicario and favorites. now I'm driving into the desert. Have you seen Sicario? <laughs> no. So it's basically about... Um, and it, it ties into everything too, but it's basically about the the cartels working in in you know around the border towns in Arizona and all the stuff that's going on. And it's like so it's you're set going in to South die. Phoenix, right? And so it looks exactly. And I think, just watched the movie. Yeah, so anyway, yes. and so we're on this charter bus and we're driving. I think it was south. I don't know what direction were we going. Uh, east southeast. East southeast, and we're just going and like okay, we're out of Phoenix and we're in the middle of nowhere, and you're just going, going, going. And we kind of start seeing some like trailer parks and stuff. It's like, oh, we're going to a meth lab. This is fun. Just, yay. Did you and, like your neighbor? Uh, I, I had an interesting guy that sat next to me. That's what I'll say. And so we, we keep going. <laughs> we keep going. He, he, I think he was deaf. Oh, Brian. Yes. His name was Brian also. Yeah. So it was interesting. So he's a nice guy. Great guy. And, and he had a phone. Okay. And so we would talk and I would talk and his phone oh, would read. Oh, that's cool. Brian. Yeah. Brian. Brian. What was interesting Brian, about Brian it. And Brian. Brian and Brian. Brian and Brian. He spelled his name <laughs> wrong. It's your morning together. show. Yeah. Purposefully. Yeah. So, um, speaking of phones, though, they're basically said, we've got you um, Faraday bags because we are being followed. We are being tracked. And everyone on this bus, they're going to know where you're going and what you're about if you don't put your bags in these Faraday bags. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Well, my phone was too big for the Faraday bag. And then I assumed they they probably all know who I am anyway at this point. 
So I, I felt okay, but it just giving the teeing up the experience. We're driving out in the middle of nowhere. Put your phones in this bag so they can't follow you. You know what I mean? And it's like okay. And so we pull up to the Big Ten Cotton Gin. Don't y'all want to come to an event that I, I was going to say? Yes, I yeah. need to do like. Are there choppers? We need yeah, to do let's go. Yeah, yeah, I, I need to know what these. How are they following you? I know pit. drones. Yeah. Let's, yeah. No one no, would come. I mean, It'd be I great. You, oh, we no were getting all kinds of reports it. during the day that the drones were up above. Yeah. And I, like police escort? Yeah, no, Do you well, have... so... We, oh, 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 sorry. Oh, getting ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, I like this. So we pull up in the tour buses, and we pull up to the Big Ten Cotton Gin. I'm talking middle of nowhere, like out there. And there's cops swarming the place. And I'm just, like, for, just for those of you that don't live in Alabama that are going to be watching this, the middle of nowhere for somebody that lives in Wetumpka, Alabama, really is the middle of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is like, very true. He has a perspective on the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but in Alabama, you can't go, even out in the middle of nowhere in Alabama, you go 100 yards and you're going to find something. True. You know, yeah. but like we were out like nowhere, desert. Tumbleweeds? Yeah, like, for real, okay. tumbleweeds. So we're there. We pull up. There's law enforcement. I don't know if it's federal. I don't know if it's municipal. I don't know what it is. Are I'm you like, thinking they're maybe bad guys? No, I'm or thinking, like they're coming I'm thinking to get we're the bad so we guys in, that they're there yeah. for. That's so we were in thinking. Pinal County by now, um, oh which my. is where Sheriff Lamb's from. Yeah. So, yes. so Sheriff Lamb had a bunch of his off-duty guys there, and we had some But other, you didn't know people. that. No, so I didn't know that. So I, I, until I got out and saw you. Sheriff Mark Lamb, right? And so I'm like, these are feds. Like, they weren't, like, super clearly marked sheriff or anything like that. They were in, like, black bulletproof vests, and the cars were unmarked. And so I get out, and I'm like, man, they're going to arrest us. And then I saw Sheriff Mark Lamb. Standing there, yeah. yes, I was. You okay? Yeah, and which I'm like, hey, this I'll is be all right. Kanye jail part yeah. two. Yeah. There you go. So we get out. And he I was looking to see if somebody was hanging off the building. Yeah. <laughs> is there a recline? <laughs> you got to go back and watch Brian's story now. Now you do. So we get out, saw Sheriff Mark Lamb, and then it dawned on me, oh, these are uh, sheriff's deputies here to protect us against federal intrusion. And so, in Sheriff Mark Lamb, obviously, he talks about it often, and then. Um, but he talked about it while at, at the event that it's the job of a sheriff to protect their citizens from federal overreach. And so if mm -hmm. we had, um, what is the name of that, that sheriff's association that Mac is from sheriff Mac, uh, um, the, the conservative uh, sheriffs and peace officers association, the constitutional constitutional. Mm -hmm. And so the movement they're trying to create is to get sheriffs to understand their actual role and responsibility. There's a guy running in Birmingham to be the Jefferson County sheriff who is very much aligned with all these things that it's that, that he understands the job of a sheriff and what a sheriff is supposed to do. And if we had sheriffs like that all over the place, we, it wouldn't matter who was in DC. Right. See, right? I would have said the job of the sheriff was to enforce like the federal and state. No, no it's to protect it's you from to, overreach from right. the aforementioned. Interesting. The sheriff is the, is the chief law enforcement officer of his County. His or her county. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the they, they and, he is, and he is accountable to the people only. It's not uh, a mayor who appoints a police chief. It's not some federal agent working under some U.S. attorney or something right. like that. It is the people, the sheriff, and then that's who it's accountable to. But everything has swayed the way that it has, and people don't understand what a sheriff's right. actual role is. We had Jared Hudson on the podcast, and he actually went over that. You can go back and, and listen. So anyway, we get in. We get into the venue. We sit down, um, and... Um, they begin kind of the proceedings. I forget. I think Sheriff Mark Lamb was one of the first speakers. They went through some speakers. They went through and showed some really in incredible technology that um, that people de developed to help make sure that 2020 didn't happen in 2022. Mm. You want to talk about some of the things or? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you know, once we disposed of all of the um, uh, the the residual, I guess from from the um, from all of our research. 
uh, we move straight into this fusion center idea. So this the, our fusion center is is really an expansion of a current data center. It's where we keep all of our data. It's where we analyze all of our data. But the idea of creating a civilian-run fusion center, which would be in in government terms, would be something the DHS would run. Uh, would be something run maybe around a big disaster or something like that. Mm. Uh, the Department of Defense runs certain types of fusion centers. But having that fusion center concept where you get lots of different data from lots of different sources, um, aggregate it, and then provide um, our analysts with that type of data is one thing. But what we've decided to do is open that door, open that door to citizen researchers and citizen analysts from all over so that you know they get exposed not only to the data, but even more than that and better than that, the tools. So there are tons of tools out there that, that are really, really helpful for folks, ranging from artificial intelligence and machine learning. We brought a guy in that had that developed, um, think of having your own search engine, like like Amy Best search engine, right? I would enjoy that. Right. Well, you don't have to worry about all the other nonsense <laughs> yeah. that's out there. It's what you care about. And so he's developed something like that. But the residual of that was really some the way that you, one would output. So if she was doing some research on something that, that she – that she had um, kind of lined all up and kind of put together the um, ability to then take that and disseminate that and have it pre-write your blog or pre-write your article or your speech or whatever it is you're making hmm. and, and giving, doing that at scale and then taking thousands of citizen researchers doing their own thing, uh, giving them a little bit of extra support with the tech, with the research, and then being able to help, help them prepare whatever it is they're doing with it and we do that at scale, we'll change the world with that. It's, I don't even, like, I couldn't wrap my head around what I was seeing when that guy was up there. I'm just like. How do you maintain security in terms of who you let in? Yeah, you got it. It's, it's tough. I mean, we're, we're, we're dealing with that. We did this open ink thing, which was kind of an open source wiki of all of our old research. And we haven't been able to bring it up yet. Cause every time we bring it up, they take it down, mm -hmm. um, which is another fun game that we've been doing because we, yeah. we knew it was going to happen. And so once they started doing it, we, we kind of let it keep happening until we could figure out exactly who it was. who was taking it oh, down. Okay. And then we started working on that, but <clears throat> that that's tough. But the, the, interesting part i think is that that we don't always necessarily believe that we're all going to be alike in our approach i mean uh, we i talk about it in the context of whatever your true north is so if if you know if if all of our true north is the same and we're basically heading toward freedom or god's freedom or whatever it is that 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 you know we all believe in i don't really care if somebody's slightly a you know, a, right. you know, maybe a degree or two off from from my true north. As long as they're they're going in that direction, they believe in what they're doing. They're honest. They're you know, and they're they're willing to get in and get in the fight and do this. And so, we're not going to try to keep it too narrow. I mean, interestingly, we're going to try to open it up a little bit and give access mm -hmm. to some tools that people don't have. But this other this other um, the advantage we have uh, with this other type of 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 data is we can we can apply that to video. It can build videos. I mean, you can do anything you want with it. Like the digital version of mRNA that doesn't kill you. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just and like. that will preach. Well, that's, it a, is. that's a plus. Yeah, yes. it's really, really, it's really fascinating. So anyway, we brought a bunch of that, uh, those types of techs in. To protect everybody, we're, we're, we're building a global communications network, network for privacy. So for all of us, for every, our friends, family, it looks, the device looks like a, um, this is my uh, look, looks, it looks like a little hot spot. It's about this big, about this 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 tall. 
And the technology defeats the ability to track people's phones and the ability to track people's uh, ag key. So what we do to others, we can defeat that. We can stop that from happening. So if your kids are home and they're, you know, doing homework or whatever, and they've got to go online and get something, well, that's dangerous because the bad guys are tracking them. Right. Right. And they know exactly what they're doing, especially when they use these crazy Microsoft products and all this other stuff. So all they got to do is log in through this device and then go to wherever they're going. And it's, it completely defeats it. No one can track these kids. Oh, wow. And no one can track you or... or, or now, I've always wondered, when we went and met the first time, I'm like, he's going to want to sit like with his back to the wall with like sunglasses and a hood yeah, on or right, something. Because right. he's probably on some, some death list, <laughs> right. hit list. Exactly. Um, and he wasn't. And I'm like, what in the world? And this device, I think, is the reason that he's able to, to walk wow. around. That's amazing. But couldn't the bad guys use it to keep you out? They don't have the tech. What if they come to the fusion center and get it? Does the fusion center look like it does in the movie? Is it like that? Or was that like place a movie where set? it's like, do, 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 no, that, that was, a, that was a set. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing was a set. That's how that I imagine that, it look like. That made like the a New York, warehouse? One of the New York times writers was so upset about this. He just couldn't contain himself. He confronted me at a hearing one time and like right up in my face. He was a little guy. Hey, upset about kind of, what? He was kind of looking at me. He was so <laughs> upset that we had, that we had created graphics that weren't really part of it. And we had, you know, filmed this thing in a set. And I said, I said, well, listen up, bro. That wasn't even Dinesh's house. And he went, are you mocking me? (laughs) Come on, man. Why in the world would you take them into your actual? Okay. Anyway. So then what we did was uh, we showed all the tech and then we, then uh, we had lunch and my friend uh, uh, JT wild, uh, and I are working on uh, um, some really cool music projects together. JT is an amazing artist and um, is not just, a, a, I think, a, a great singer and artist, but he's bringing in guys that are like playing these violins on our Patriot Games song. And this guy, Chris, that plays the violin is like just complete. Can I say badass? Yeah. Completely badass. This guy's okay. like, I listened to it the first time without the violin. Then I listened to the, to the Patriot game song with the violin. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what just happened? This is crazy. So JT came and we're creating this uh, series of songs together um, that kind of tell a story. And then uh, we're going to do a little bit of a voiceover in between to try to link it, kind of link it all together. And uh, man, I'm, I'm so blown away by JT. He's just, he's just such a cool guy and, and uh, just an amazing artist. And, he believes that as a method of dissemination, as we were just talking about, that that using art to disseminate. Mm. Mm. That was part of what I wanted yeah. to talk to you about. And, mm. I, and I hadn't really thought of it that way when I asked him, hey, hey man, will you, will you do this Patriot Game song for me? And and he said, oh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then we, we talked for a couple hours later. It was kind of like when I met you. Yeah. And we just kept talking and talking. And all of a sudden, I'm like, man, I totally get this, how how – music and art can can you know bring things and people together and and that that's certainly true but as a method of dissemination it's genius storytelling 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 to like put our, to music our friend lee. our yes. friend lee habib yes, right? sir. so so okay we get through mark lamb we talk about the Car- technology Carrie Lake came Gary Lake was there. Oh my Ooh. gosh, I got to tell this story. Uh, I got to tell this story. Was that the before or after? It was the very beginning. She, 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 she was the, the very thing. first. Okay. So well, I'm wait. telling you, there was only, what, 120 ish people there? Well, I think it started. We started saying we're, we were going to do 40. At the first pit, <laughs> at the first pit that didn't happen, we invited 40 people that didn't, weren't invited. Yeah. Um, but, but 100 bad guys showed up. 
at this one, um, we started trying to keep it under a hundred and we were telling everybody, we're just going to keep this under a hundred. I think by the time we were done, there was like 183 people there, yeah, it, but because of like the, a big hundred, yeah. but because of the storm the night before, so we didn't know this until recently, you know how hot it was in there. Huh. The air conditioners, really? yeah, it was crazy. The uh, air conditioners were all gummed up because of the, oh the dirt dust. and and mud from the night before. It was it was it was in a tin building in Phoenix, is what it was. Yeah, it was like a hundred. But outside. you guys didn't have it too mm-hmm. bad because if you look, if you go to the right side broadcasting thing, you'll see these black holes behind them, and you're like, what? I, I even sitting there, I didn't know what they were. There, it was an air conditioner right. vent just blowing air. Okay. But, but so Carrie Lake, still, they were still blocked though yeah. by all the dirt and dust and stuff. Yeah. So, so Carrie Lake gets in there and she gets up and before she even speaks, man, everyone stood up and it was a standing ovation and the whole place was just shaking. She's like, like an, you she's an incredible. You one. So is this after up. she won? Or yeah. is this uh, before? Yeah, this just after she won. Okay. Yeah. It was right after. Okay. Okay. It all runs okay. together. A few days. Yeah. And she, okay. yeah. So amazing. That's awesome. So, and that was it, man. And, and just some heroes were there. So you have Carrie Lake and everything she's been up against. And then after lunch, um, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough gets up, mm-hmm. same thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He gets up and everyone's just standing ovation. The place is so shaking. Good. You can't not get choked up thinking about what that man's, you know, wrist and put on the line. And he's there with all these other people that are risking and putting on the line. Amazing. And he gives the whole presentation. And really, I think the thing with that was we need to look at the the, the 2020 election problem was not isolated. So the George Floyd race riots, in the in the in COVID, it was all one play, and mm-hmm. I think you guys described it as like mm-hmm. a flashbang, and we didn't know what mm-hmm. hit us. You got this virus that's going, wow. um, you know, COVID, and the, all just all that madness, race riots, and then that they creates the smoke screen for them to go in there and do what they did, including with the ballots and everything else. But so Peter McCullough got up and gave a presentation on, you know, COVID vaccine, all that stuff. Really, really good. And then what was interesting. You could, you could hear a pin drop when McCullough was up yeah. there, too. That from bad. the back, you could stand that in the bad. back of that room. I mean, you could, nobody was even saying, nobody was yeah. even moving. Everybody's like, what mm. is happening? Did he yeah. talk about um, it coming from Wuhan? Like, did he make any, well, uh, any more data? Not, we, didn't, we didn't make it there yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. I just want to make sure we get it. Okay. What do they call you those people? The you watch a movie and they tell you the yeah. end of the movie? So then yeah. what happened? Allison just wants to participate. She said that nobody talks to her when she's over there. <laughs> What's next? So she gets a participation trophy. It's I'm fine. just trying to be a part. Okay, yes. I'll be quiet. Right. Good. Keep going, Brian. <laughs> so then the next guy gets up. He didn't get a standing ovation because he's he's less well-known. However, I was very aware of Trevor Loudon. Oh, yeah. Um, so... I oddly enough, right before, right about the same time, it may have been the same week that you came on here. I had Curtis Bowers, who's a friend oh, of mine. Really? Oh, yeah, he's word. a friend of mine, and he came on this podcast, and we did an hour on communism in America, the long march of the institutions. It's really, really. I good. came into watch that one too. So good. Conservatism and basically just wanting to change the the direction, and and then God puts me in the path of media. It's so crazy, and like. I can sit where I'm sitting now and be like, oh, look what God is doing. But when it was happening, I didn't know. I was in prison. I got saved. Like two months after I got saved, my buddy gives me the book, The Death of the West by Pat Buchanan. And he outlines everything that Curtis and Trevor have spent their whole lives studying. And I was just like, we have to do something about this. And then, boom, I get a job in radio and I stumble around in radio and then kind of make it big in, in, the, in the business aspect of radio. And then 1819. Mm-hmm. So here we are. So we're unpacking the communist uh, aspect of everything that's going on. And then Trevor comes and he gives 
I mean, that, that's the whole aspect. If you weren't fired up after that, it's because your wood's wet, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, can go on yeah. Our, yeah. you can go on to RSPN and, and look at that now, too. They've got that one clipped out and up there. Man, he was, brought the heat. He did. I mean, so we were going all together. We were going from person to person to person. And I mean, it was dialing up. Yeah. And it exploded with him. And so, and it's interesting because he's from New Zealand and he comes to America and then, and he is, I mean, obviously very, very patriotic, you know, Mm -hmm. and I say that about me, you have these people who leave these other places and, Mm -hmm. you know, come to America and they end up being the greatest Americans. You know, I feel like that about Alabama because I came from Colorado, (laughs) whatever. So after that, and then. Um, I, I feel like you came up or, or I think you or Catherine came up and basically said, okay, now we're going to go over what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Everybody right side broadcasting shut down their, their stream. I think one American, uh, we got, we got torch for that too. Wow. Yeah. Everyone shut down everything. It's like, yeah, but that's why we're here and you guys aren't right. So right. shut it all mm-hmm. down. Um, cameras away, put your phones away. This is why we're here. No recording. Boom. And they get up there and. In the midst of all of the uh, initial research that we did, um, my um, research team or our research team came in contact with some information that was um, really uh, not known to anyone. It wasn't like, um, you know, all the stuff that you read about, you know, having to believe whether there are these PCAPs that send info over the satellites or whatever. And uh, by the way, I happen to know a little bit about PCAPs. So um, (laughs) we didn't. It just it just wasn't somewhere we wanted to go. But what happened though was was pretty extraordinary. So um, about the third week of January, I get a call on a Friday morning. Um, I think I was actually here. I was in Birmingham. Um, my guys are like, "Look, you got to come meet us. The data center's in Dallas, and you have to come meet us." And I'm okay. I'll do it, but this better be good because you're wasting an entire weekend of mine. And so I go and I meet them at the uh, Hilton Anatole in Dallas and, and um, meet them. We had a, they had a big room up there and, and uh, I get there and they're putting towels, rolled up towels under the doors and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all my guys are armed and which is not horribly unusual, but they had them all out on the table. And I mean, it was like a, it was like this sort of weird kind of James Bondy kind of sort of, you know, yeah. weird vibe walking into the room and so i walk in the room and these are all these people that i work with friends right colleagues friends and and very somber very somber attitude and so we get in we finally they we pull everything up on on the television we start walking through a bunch of stuff and i'm like what what is this and, and what it was was uh a hundred a 1.8 million poll worker information poll workers private information, name, address, date of birth, social security number, banking information uh, for kids that work in the polls, where they went to school, what they studied, if they were in college, what their degrees were in. I mean, it was, it was pretty extraordinary. Like, what is this? Um, There was a, a, um, a company running an election management software system. It's now, this whole story has gotten much bigger, but at the time, all, all that we really knew was that this one particular company had a piece of software called Poll Chief, and they were storing all of this data. Wait, do we use that? We'll get to it's that a, in a minute. Okay. Oh, yeah, wow. it's, a good, it's a good just, question. Um, uh, it, it's actually a great question, uh, but it does, it's worthy of its own, okay. own little section. And, and all of this data, what they were showing me was a database in China. 
I mean, like literally in China, not, and I'm not saying we, you know, like a fake storage thing, like I did at Mississippi state where we stored <laughs> like cold on the server like for real. in China, like for real stuff, right. In China. And they were, you know, how do you, how do you know? And they were showing it to me and kind of sharing it all with me. And, and, um, and we got into this thing and, and I mean, we spent four hours. I mean, it was four and a half, like four thirty in the morning when, when we finally broke up. And I mean, I left. I mean, I left and and drove down to Houston and and had Catherine come and meet me in Houston the next morning. Said, "Look, here's here's the deal." And I mean, we had unbelievable amount of data from a, a U.S. company run by a Chinese national or a, a he's now, Chinese Communist Party. Right? Yeah, the CCP. We later found out that there's all kinds of data on this server. There's there's data from counties all over the United States where the server's installed. There's all sorts of other related softwares and these researchers. What our goal was at the pit was to take what we had done and turn it over to these uh, these men and women on the internet, these Anons, and just let them have it. And they have done mind-bendingly good work since mm -hmm. the pit. Really, uh, They've taken everything we did. There's another piece to this. That Saturday... Catherine and I uh, met all day about it, trying to figure out what we were going to do. Well, so what do you do? I mean, you have yeah. something that is, is clearly national security based and what do you do? And our goal, our, our um, requirement or my requirement from a, an ethical perspective was to turn it over to the federal government. So we did, we called some people we know, we had them come to, to um, um, uh, Houston meet with us on, on the following Monday. So three days later, and we turned it over to these guys. Um, this was by now, this is probably 23rd, 24th of January, something like that. Is this the FBI or, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah. We met with the FBI. The, there, there's, uh, the Bureau or all of the big agencies have intelligence community, um, um, representatives on, in the Bureau mm -hmm. or in, in the department. And so what their job is, is basically to surface data. So if they can use it or if their people need it, then they take it and give it somewhere else. If, if let's say somebody from Air Force intelligence gained Air Force intelligence community gains something information or intelligence, they might hand it off to the NSA. I mean, it's a, that's, that's what there's 17 agencies that have IC representatives. So we handed it to the people at the Bureau. Um, a few days later, we have a call with, um, it had now escalated to um, uh, a counterintelligence group at the FBI. So, we're five days into this and we're already talking to the mm -hmm. counterintelligence team at the, at the bureau. And I mean, these people are legit folks. I mean, and good, good people too. I mean, we have no, no beef with any of these people. Um, we ended up working with them, you know, um, off and on for 18 months working with the bureau, us. It wasn't just that we surfaced the data, but we, we, because of what we were doing in our open source intelligence gathering, we were having communication with, the FBI and they were having, we, the, the, per, the process of gathering all this data drew the attention of the target, drew okay. the attention of the software provider. And so he started communicating with us, sent Catherine an email, Catherine Engelbrecht an email and said, Hey, um, you know, why are you contacting all of my customers? All, meaning all the mm -hmm. counties. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, listen up, dude, that's what we do. So uh, we'd love to sit down and talk to you. And, uh, and this wow. was all at the guidance of the, of the FBI, of the counterintelligence operators at the FBI. And, and so they, 
ended up declining and referring us to their lawyers or whatever. Um, but the investigation really amped up at that point. And by now it's, you know, early summer of 2021. Um, we spend the next, um, the next 10 months really working with um, the counterintelligence um, team at the Bureau and the IC team really gathering new info. We, we would learn something, we'd give it to them. They'd learn something, they'd give it to us. We were kind of going back and forth, really trying to figure out what was what. They weren't giving us anything that, you know, that we didn't, you know, that wasn't, you know, open source that we would have eventually found anyway. But, you know, we were trying to help each other and trying to move this along with the idea that no matter what, this was stated, not just, not just unstated, but stated, no matter what, they wanted to be able to um, work with us or work with somebody to get this software removed before the midterms. So you're feeling good about it at this point. I, like you're feeling like this was the best avenue to go. We felt like it was the only avenue to go okay, the yeah. only at avenue. this point. If you okay. don't do that, then right, then you're, we're you're liable. And right. You have to, yeah. And, then. and so, and it's this weird sort of spot you find yourself in. It's a not so bright line. You know, right. you, it's not like, okay, you can't ever go over this line. It's more of a, you know, kind of this, this right. weird gray ground. And sometimes you get in it and sometimes you don't. And, you you're know, just having to make judgment calls. Yeah, all on, a, on, a, on, an, on an ongoing basis. Well, things started really kind of changing. Um, on the day that Rittenhouse was acquitted, whenever oh that, gosh, whenever that the, was, yes. mm -hmm. um, I, I met with them, with the, with the Bureau in, in Milwaukee. So, um, they had come over from, they were based in Detroit, and they came over, and I had met with the guys in Milwaukee and had another one of these sort of super secret squirrel meetings where we were in a hotel, and, you know, they you know, plugged in people from their headquarters and, and, but, but that also is when things really started to change, you know, for me, when, once I, I finally started cluing in and paying a little more attention to their words. Um, in this meeting, they, for the first time, they wanted me to put together a proposal and started talking about money and, and, you know, they don't, we know this is expensive right, right. and all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, and we couldn't, um, you know, I just couldn't justify really what I was hearing. Plus, they started asking for other copies of right. information that we had already given them. And so, all, and remember now, now we're well into 2022, and it's April or so. And, you know, they're still asking us for more copies of the original, which is kind of weird because hey, we gave this to you a long time ago. or We know you have access to it because of how it was surfaced to you. The way right. you surface data is is the same, and so by now we're into 20, April of 2022. We're in in Arizona working with the Attorney General on on to get them some information that they wanted, and we get a call. Catherine gets a call from from our our friends at the bureau saying, "Look, we don't want you to tell Greg what's going on, but there's something significant that's happening." We tried to take this information to the bureau uh, headquarters, um, and there's two there quote 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 unquote two women. Um, agents that um, basically turned it on us. Oh, wow. Like completely betrayed us and turned it on us and saying that, you know, at the time that all they were saying was that we had stolen this information and that they wanted, they wanted them to go tell the target what that their system had been penetrated. Well, none of that was true. The server was in China, not in where specifically in China. Uh, just in a little, one of the outskirts of Wuhan. So it's like right there. I mean, yeah. hmm. okay. Interesting. 
Yeah. Uh, see what I did there? Because it's yeah, those, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, mm. so we get, by now it's um, so bad. just before the movie's coming out and they're really dialing it up. And you may remember in the movie, I, I mentioned the FBI a couple of times and some other things that we had provided to them and, um, and shared with them, including all of the data from the mules movie. I mean, they had it first. I mean, I gave it to them on March 25th of 2021. I personally gave it to them and, and, um, you know, and they're, they're all, you know, I, I don't know what they were doing, but um, a week or two after the movie, I get a call from the same people that had called Catherine and said, don't tell Greg. Um, did she tell you? Yeah, of course she did. <laughs> Immediately. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah but, I mean, and, but they were right. I mean, you know, what the thing was, we don't, don't tell Greg because he's going to get pissed. Well, right. Yeah. Greg mm-hmm. did get pissed. Yeah. And then I get a call from them a few weeks after the movie. And, you know, we're under all manner of media pressure and everything else. I mean, it was a pretty busy time. And I got a call from from one of the guys, and he was he was mad at me. Uh, there was some other communications between him and Catherine, by the way. Oh, I know what it was. The other that thing that happened just as the movie was being released was, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We we got past all that other stuff. We're not going to go. We're not going to go tell the target. We're not going to do any of that." I mean, Don't, are your radars oh like like everything's yeah, leaking now, at this by point? By now, okay. And then it came down to this final call that that we've had with him, and we haven't communicated with him since. Um. Or I'm sure they're communicating with us, but listening. But, um, hey guys, <laughs> hey friends, um, NSA. Yeah, and the and so they, he he called me and he said, "Listen, we've received a report that you stole three servers from China." Oh my word! I said, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, three three servers from the the, the Chinese internet." And I said, "Well." And the, you know, you know, my geek brain's coming out like that's really not what the internet is. You know, I, okay. Yeah. I went to that. You went to Wuhan and you yeah. took yeah. the you servers stole, and you put I them in your bag. Okay, Well, for, for, who's it, for yes. whoever actually is listening, I didn't steal yeah. anything. <laughs> especially didn't st- especially didn't steal the Chinese internet. Um, <laughs> the interwebs, yeah, <laughs> the, the, oh the Unicom backbone. Hey, this is insane. It's cr- completely insane. This so is- he's threatening me, right? And he's like saying, "Look, you talk too much." I said, "What are you saying?" He said, "Yeah, I understand that you had this long meeting with somebody and told them that you had stolen these three servers, and and this person you didn't know it, but this person was a confidential informant and all this stuff." And I said, "This is one hundred percent a lie." I mean, I don't care who told you what, and I don't care who thinks something got stolen. No one stole the Chinese internet, especially me. You got steel yeah. dossier or something. Oh my you gosh, got it was ru- crazy. You got, yeah. And, and by now the movie's out, and it's full on out there now. And and so I, I'm like, and I, I got a little agitated myself, and it was, you know, a, a relatively tense call for a few minutes. And then it was like, then it was like just on a dime it switched, and he's like, hey, okay, all right, let's get past that. You know those guys you've been working with in Detroit? I said, yeah. He said, do you still have their number? I said, yeah. He said, well, they still want to talk to you about getting some getting some more data from you. This is in the same conversation. Oh, come on. No, it did happen. So, so in the same conversation where I was Wait, accused of stealing. So they want you stealing, to share stolen data. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, okay. But, but, stolen but, Chinese internet. But you didn't steal it. But they still didn't care. They wanted you to keep sharing it. I think somebody ought to do a movie about the stealing of the Chinese internet. Yeah. <laughs> It'd it's be in Greg's it would be it would be fiction. <laughs> it's in his car right now. Yeah. <laughs> the whole frame right here. They're gonna this co- is like 
like <laughs> Jason Bourne. Yeah, exactly. This is okay. Uh, and so we told this. We told the story. Most of the story at the pit. I just embellished a little bit and gave a little more info. But um, but we told this story at the pit with the idea that we're going to give you guys all the info that we had. So we put it all in this mega folder and sent it <laughs> sent it out to, to everybody. Yes, Brian. You forgot a very. I think a big piece on it. What. The contracts from the oh, cities that were using Pole Chief. Yeah. So yeah, th- this goes to your 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 point. All that we were ever really able to do was gain access to public information, right? So open records type information. You do a FOIA request, you get you know you get something back or you don't, whatever. But what Conic had done, uh, this company had done, is they had they had it up on their website who pull who used poll chief so they had like 10 or 12 counties or something mm-hmm. up on there we showed him at the at the pit yeah. and so with that you could go in and, Det- and detroit michigan was one of them mm-hmm. so you could go into the detroit just search on you know detroit poll chief 2020 and okay. voila here comes this contract up that they received on the 13th of october my birthday happy birthday to me Aww, on the 13th yeah. of october such a nice gift during early voting for fast ballot counting software. Like, what is that? What? Yeah. In case you need to bring in the suitcases. You tell. Yeah. Hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars were going, and it was Zuckerberg money, CTCL mm. money that was funding it. So with that, then we started digging into some more. Now all of a sudden we find it in Los Angeles County. This time it's a $2 million contract let on the same day. With Stop. The, with the same Stop. source of money. Oh. And so you're talking three weeks out from the election. During early voting. During early voting. They're, like, they're needing to speed up their counting because their overwhelming number of mail-in ballots. And so they sole source a contract to a company that, look, I've been through their website. I've been through every, mm. I've been through, you know, their websites going back to, you know, 2004 or something like that. And they never, ever, ever mention anything about anything to do with fast ballot counting software until three weeks before the election. And they're getting millions of dollars for it. And their CEO is a CCP member, Chinese communist party. His family, it's now come out that, that the dude is a, um, he's a naturalized U S citizen now, but when he came here on a, um, like some sort of a, a visa visa sharing thing with Michigan state university, Uh. Okay, um, and, and now, and I, we haven't even had a chance to verify all of this, but now supposedly his wife is like this, this COVID research, maybe it's his daughter. I can't remember which, um, this COVID researcher that gets NIH money. And I mean, you start pulling all these things together and these researchers have started coming up with all this stuff. And, and for us, what it really meant was we have more work to do. And the researcher do are doing researchers are doing some answer to your question is we don't know. You know, all we know is what they put up on their website. Now we're starting to dig in more and more and more, and we're finding this stuff all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in LA, it's in California. We're going to be, wow. see, next week we're going to be in uh, Kansas, California, Michigan, Florida, and Texas talking to law enforcement and prosecutors about all of this. Mm-hmm. And, and it is really turned into a thing. So going back to your question, Brian, why did you do it this way? Um, we had gone as far as we could go. Mm-hmm. We were in jeopardy, you know, what we considered, we, we were, frankly, I was feared for, for Catherine's safety, um, not so much mine, but, but Catherine's safety, that they were going to come busting in and, you know, Roger Stoner at her house and drag yeah. her out. Um, 
and and we we really didn't feel in terms of dissemination we didn't feel like we had anywhere else to go right so what we decided to do was what better thing to who's the most maligned community on earth that's these anonymous researchers mm-hmm. you know that you know that were linked to q and and then out media calls them the q anon well it's it's q which was a kind of an idea or or you know something and then there's the anons doing the research well the left kind of kind of blended it all together but i want to tell you something about these people these people are the most amazing patriots that I've ever come in contact with. They have, they have on their own dimes, they have gone in, dug in. Mm-hmm. They've, they've really reached out to, to us and others and have done some, inc- <laughs> they found some stuff that we had no idea about. This company's mm-hmm. connected to all sorts of different um, uh, telecom companies. They've got some telecom patents and there's all kinds of things kind of balled up in all this stuff. And, um, and I believe strongly, um, based on information we've received from law enforcement and from some prosecutors, that there's going to be some very serious looks taken on this soon. And most of it is, is not thanks to us and our, you know, the debacle with the betrayal with the FBI. It's thanks to these folks and the work that they've done. Mm-hmm. And it's happening now in real time. Yeah. I mean. And then we left. Then we said, okay, bye, everybody. Yeah. Wow. So, You've got the information now. And so you're just leaving it up to them to do with Well, it? we're guiding them. Um, okay. Think of it now as part of the Fusion Center. So they're gathering mm. information. We're gathering okay. information. We're putting it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on each other's pieces. I think there's going to be um, a guy that goes by Patel Patriot. Uh, is putting out a piece tonight on it, and we're we're really mashing it all up and trying to get it to where it needs to be, so we can hand it, you know, adequately hand it off to these uh, law enforcement folks and legislators, and uh, well, maybe not legislators; they're pretty much worthless these days. But amen. Um, <laughs> um, law en- law enforcement and you know prosecutors and others that you know that that want to make a difference. Uh, if I could just say one quick thing before we get off of this um, about about the bureau. Um, I don't, I can't honestly say that I ever met anyone at the Bureau that wasn't a legitimate patriotic law enforcement, you know, someone that, you know, we cared about and we, we liked, we didn't, I didn't meet anyone Mm -hmm. that was like that. This problem that we've got in this country with political law enforcement you know, when you get above the guys and ladies that are mm-hmm. on the ground and, and that are working with you every day and just trying to just trying to do their jobs. And and, you know, we ne- none of them ever lied to us. They never they never you know misled us. They never really did anything. And it wasn't until, you know, it kind of rose to that next couple of levels, you know, when we're on right. the phone with people offering to give us money and mm-hmm. things like that, that, that it really began to turn. And we don't even know who these two women were agents, um, at, in, at headquarters that, that supposedly did this, but you know, they're not somebody that we ever met. And, and, and it's a struggle for me because, um, you know, while I wasn't very happy about being accused of stealing the Chinese internet, <laughs> Which I Actually, did that's not do. Cool. Yeah. If you did, I'm going to put that on I my mean, profile. I mean, good on yeah. you. Should I was accused of stealing the Chinese internet? Yeah. Definitely don't put stole. <laughs> accused of stealing. Suspicion. Um, and, and and while I wasn't, I mean, he was just doing his job that day. You know, I mean, he he didn't he didn't want to. 
he helped us throughout and, and we had some people really helping us throughout and sticking up for us. You know, when, you know, it's a dark time when somebody in FBI headquarters says, we want you to go tell China and we want you to go tell the target that these are the bad guys. And you don't have somebody sitting at the table there sticking up for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, bad, bad, bad. And it still might, but bad things could have happened to us then. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't because of these people. So, and I can't even tell, I can't even tell you their names, but, but there's some really amazing people there. And, and it, it's just, it's, it's, it's sort of heartbreaking that, that, you know, the, the top, some of the top law enforcement right. people in this country are willing to, to, to stoop to that level, to, yeah. to betray, to lie, to do all this stuff. Well, how because could, they all take be? instructions from the top, well, DC, and then, and then they're all blackmailed yeah. and they're all, it's, it's just, everybody's owned by somebody. And if you don't do it, you know, they're just following orders and protecting their lives. And it's this cycle that you yeah. can't break out of. And some of them, the higher up you get, they have their own autonomy that they're, they're doing corrupt things with their power that they're not necessarily getting from Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be blown away. I mean, anyway, so it's crazy, so, but it's good to hear that. So we left yes. and yeah, I, yeah, I, need yeah, to, I haven't asked a single soul. What was the bus ride like on the way? That's home? what I was going to ask you. So you do when you're driving away. Was yeah, just quiet? it was, it was, it was much quieter leaving than it was coming. And, um, but it was, you know, there was a lot to think about. I was, you know, texting, this is what, you know, trying to kind of okay. wrap. And I was trying to wrap. It was, there was so much information. It was like drinking from a fire hose. Okay. So I was trying to process it all. And, um, man, but the other thing is we had, um, some things I left out. I shouldn't have. There was a ton of prayer the night before, but but we had intercessors come in from um, all over the country and came out to the pit the day that the the storm was happening and all this. We had intercessors out praying around the building as during the storm. Wow. I mean, it was wild. And then that that night, but we've had some incredible stories. People um, after the pit um, uh, of healing, of some redemption stories. There were a few bad things that happened, but. Um, um, it was, um, I mean, we left a mark in a, in a way that, that we, I don't think we really fully expect. We, we expected the tiger project, that stuff with the FBI to leave a mark. That's yeah. gonna, It's going to leave a mark. I don't think that either of us or any of us expected, um, that the, the sort of the, the, you know, the, the hedge of protection around mm-hmm. that building that that you know these intercessors prayed for and and uh, and and helped bring would really you know kind of be with us all during that. I mean, you 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 think about that when you're in church or you're praying or whatever, and you're yeah. at home or reading the Bible or whatever. But you don't really think about, or maybe I don't don't really think about it enough while things are happening. But but my view of it from where from where I sat at the you know on the podium that day. You could feel it in the room. There was something different in the room. It wasn't wasn't just like your normal meeting. And Catherine mm-hmm. Catherine said she sort of laughingly said she wanted people to you know feel like after it was done that man they just wanted to go home have a drink and go to bed. And yeah. and I think sounds like people, that was it. Yeah, I think some people sort of felt that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like just wow. And but you could you know even into the evening when the weird stuff happened at the hotel. I mean you know people were praying over individuals in the room while the cops were there. I mean, while the cops were coming. Wait, it wait, was wait, crazy. wait, wait, yeah, so wait, yeah. So, so they let everybody off the <laughs> bus around the five. The, 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 those evenings festivities didn't begin till seven. 
So I went back to the German place and got another bratwurst. Nice. Really? I really did. Man, I didn't. Brian, they don't have German. <laughs> they I mean, don't. We, and we I lived in Germany for three uh, years growing up. So uh, I didn't get schnitzel. They didn't have schnitzel on the menu, so no, it wasn't that, full no, bar. No, but not, not in the bakery. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there a bakery nearby? That's a German bakery. Yeah, I don't know, but he there sounds used to be. Like I'll find it for you. Okay, carry on. They also Sour had grill. if someone you know if someone was so inclined to have a beverage at this place. They had the big German mugs that are probably against the ABC mm. board regulations uh, in Alabama. Like four, 44 ounces was, yeah, or something. Yeah, massive, you know. I bought one so for anyway. my husband for Christmas. Did yeah. you really? Yeah. A giant one. Has he used so. it? Yes, he has. <laughs> you got to put the whole 12-pack <laughs> in there Huge. to build it up. Just, yeah. just keep pouring. That's on a really bad day. <laughs> Need to buy him a keg for that. Yeah. <laughs> so then, I, and then and what was interesting is like literally right behind where the, the German restaurant was was where the event was. It was like, bang. So you're right there. We go and everything's fun and then, you know, it's starting to pick up and, um, and it, and it, and it kind of just got weird. And then the bartenders just disappeared. And then I was like, everybody was sitting in the bar trying to get their drinks or whatever. And I'm watching the whole thing. I'm also eating again. Um, the food was good. And, uh, and then it just got really weird. And then I was hanging out with your sons and then they're like, yeah, the cops are here apparently. And, and you can probably tell the story better, but this is for my eyes. You know, the cops had basically said, um, well, here you tell that part of the story. So this is why it got weird. Well, the the my security team uh, or our security team, mine and Catherine's, uh, were were armed. Um, there was nothing in anything, and we don't do this, you know, casually. I mean, we research what we're doing, and, and yeah. our security team researches what we're doing. So we we knew it was okay to carry, and and so we were. Well, where those bartenders disappeared to was they went to tell the catering manager that our um my security team was armed and so this catering manager lady you know <laughs> wait that's who you go tattletale on is the catering manager oh yeah okay. she, she it turns what out she was body. a complete leftist and of they course. had all this antifa stuff okay. and everything all over her facebook site okay. she scrubbed it now but she had it up yeah. there okay and and so they came and got me and said dude we don't we don't know what to do we can't you know, you're going to have to leave with us if they're going to disarm us because we can't leave you here yeah. and, uh, and Catherine here. And so I said, all right, well, let me come out here. And, and, and so I go out and talk to her and I'm armed too. So they didn't know that at the time. Um, and so <laughs> I'm armed too. And yeah. I was talking, well, they knew before the night was over for yeah. sure or before the hour was over. You can't steal the Chinese internet without yeah. a gun. I mean, come on guys. <laughs> it's all that's, in the backpack. That, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, and so and so I go out there and, and the lady's like, well, the, these two guys are armed. It's against the hotel policy. This Hotel Valley Ho is cool, cool, kind of a trendy kind of woke place. And um, and she had her two security guards. They're they're sort of cops for hire or, or rent. For, and, and I'm like, well, maybe I don't know. But are you two armed? And the two, oh. these two rent a cops are like, oh, God, no, we're, we're not armed. I'm like, wait a minute. So so you want us to disarm? And then the lady's like, you're armed? I said, yes. And then I kept talking. And and I, I still didn't even know who she was. I just thought she was like a, a, a I don't know what she, I thought she was. She was, I just thought she, she was, was just a person. She was pigs had, in a blanket. I had no, yeah, maybe. I had no idea who she was. I found out a few minutes later. And, and she's like, well, if you're not going to disarm, we're just going to call the police and have them come disarm you. Mm. Okay. Let's do it. So I go back inside, and we're everybody standing around talking, and and uh, you know, a lot of still a lot of praying going on. 
And uh, my friend Ryan was praying over Catherine, and we had just all kinds of all kinds of fun things going on. It was a really interesting time. And did you know this was happening? And the, yeah, I was hanging out with his son, so I was I was well aware. Oh, of what okay. Was going but on. did like the other people? If you hadn't been with his sons, well, would they have known? So or here's what, slowly, yeah. like, I came back in. Like you can see it spread. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I came back in and said, "Look, the cops are coming." You know, they want to disarm it's like us. High school. Yeah. yeah. So here I am the again. Cops are coming. I just with wanted more to cops. Give a, I just sorry. wanted to <laughs> run. <laughs> well, there were some. There, there were some that did run. Meanwhile, Greg's fired up about it. He's and, ready to go. And so I just came in and just said, "Look, you know, appreciate y'all coming. I think I even said, you know, love everybody. Thank, thanks. I'm, I'm pretty go sure the night's the over." Yeah, and even it after they not. left, everyone else—they basically ran everybody else out of there. Yeah, closed it down. Yeah, and I and was no, there with. So now with, everybody's outside. There's, and there's you're like, like two or three groups. Customers? Yeah, there's like yeah. two or two or three groups of. And the of, dust storms and the rain are gone though. That, yeah, this, that was the day before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And there's two or three groups of people praying and whatnot. Well, sh- sure enough, here comes the cops. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> wow, we're gonna do okay, this. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So I go up and I start talking to the guy and, and all the while I'm trying to talk to the cop, the little, the little, little short lady, the little fat lady who kept, kept chiming in. And, I, and I'm like, who would you are stop? You? I, I, they even had me on video saying, would you stop? I don't even know who you are. She was, yes, I, I introduced myself as your catering manager. I'm like, what, <gasps> what are you saying? Anyway, so I'm talking to the cops, I'm talking to the lady and, and, uh, and, and I said, look, and, and you, there's a picture of me doing like this, you know, because that's what you do if you're if you're armed and you're reaching for your pocket. Yeah, you're you know, like you have to tell the cop. Look, yeah. I'm reaching in my pocket with my right hand. I've seen the video to get what, to get my to get did? my ID out. So I get my ID out and I get my 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 CCL out because I thought that's what they were there for. I thought they were there to you're, disarm us. And he says, uh, and he take he take you'll see him take the license in the video, and and then he looks at me and says, "This isn't about." Um, your weapons anymore. She's decided that she wants you, the guy with the beard, out of here, meaning trespassing. So I said, and then Taylor jumped in and he thought, what are you talking about? Where'd that even come from? And I, You're you like, we're see, the ones that are paying for I was incredulous, for yeah. I'd yeah. be like, wait, what do you mean? Somebody paid $10,000 for this reception. Yeah. And and uh, I said, what, what do you mean? And she's like, I said, so... So you can't disarm me, but you can get me to leave my own reception Mm. by saying that I'm, I said, well, just curiosity, does everybody else have to leave? And, and, and the, the little lady, the little person. She's still over there? Oh yeah. The whole time. The whole time. And, um, and, and he said, well, yeah. I mean, if she says she wants you out, you you gotta go. So I'm like, all right, so I walked by the lady, and this is on video too. I walked by the lady and said a "not safe for work" comment, and uh, and uh, just kind of walked off the property, and and uh, it was it was, and the whole thing, the whole party broke up. But as Brian said, it kind of just sort of shifted. Dude, but before it left, me and Tej, is that your special forces buddy? Tej, yeah, yeah Tej, me and him in um in an Te- active rebellion Te- and Tej was a Navy SEAL guy. Yeah, and Tej yeah. is like the baddest one of, yeah. and I know a lot of SEAL guys from from some of my previous work, but. But Tage is like one of the badasses seals that I even know. I mean, which is okay. even for even for, yeah. even for if, these guys. Like, yeah. This yeah. guy's like he's he runs Warpath Coffee. Yeah, Warpath. Coffee. Oh my God, Warpath Coffee. Listen, listen, Warpath. Warpath Coffee. This coffee, no joke, is the best coffee on the planet. And the the reason is the he figured out he and his roaster figured out 
that what all these other coffee co companies do is they burn the beans. Yeah. The reason you can't drink Starbucks it. Is it's, the yeah, they, the beans. Bur they burn the beans so that you'll want more stuff in it. it so that they'll make it taste Good. bad. If you just get a black cup of coffee at Starbucks, not too expensive. But if you put all the other crap in it, it's super expensive. So that's why they burn the beans. He figured all that out. And so they kind of caramelize the beans. And I'm telling you, you can drink this stuff black. And it is legit. Ordering some today. Tage, Tage okay. Gill is his you name. Know, He's an amazing Black guy. with it because they went uh, they against they went woke. conservatives. Yeah, and, yeah. Warpath replacement. Warpath. Warpath.coffee. Okay. And, and he's, just, he's just the best guy in the world. So anyway, go ahead. So yeah, in rebellion and defiance against <laughs> what they did, me and Tej sat there and ate ice cream until we couldn't eat any more ice cream. Because there was this $10,000 reception. As you do. There's these huge things of ice cream and cookies. <laughs> and so we were like, well... I mean, somebody's got to eat this, right? We're going to so, show that catering lady. Yeah, so yeah. yeah catering lady. Yeah, we're going to eat all we'll your show cookies. You. I've Take got that a little freeze. short, unhappy Doesn't matter, person. Just keep eating. But, okay, so, so, but then I got to finish. Then the party so transfers. Me. The party transfers to the rooftop of what of was the, the name of the hotel? The, can, the Canopy Hill. The Canopy Hill. Those, so, those people were great, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they were fantastic. Okay. The Hilton so, people, Hilton. You people are running a great hotel yeah. in, in Scottsdale. The Hilton yeah. Canopy is a legit hotel. It was it's super fun. And so they got a rooftop bar. And so every basically everyone that was at the pit was at the rooftop bar. You know, 100 people up there. All It was all us. And it was, yeah, and, and it was fun. It was a fun rest of the evening. And yeah. so it was way more now. fun. No, I just wanted to know because it was never really clear. So technically, you were allowed to carry. Yeah. Like they couldn't. No. Cops said, look, Catering we, we can't, manager we, we was can't wrong. disarm you. In fact, one of them said to Taylor, said, look, we're, we're pro 2A guys here. We're not, yeah. not taking your guns. And and you could have them in the hotel. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So she just lied. Just because she had to okay. be in her bonnet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she just didn't like us. No. Now, what we did learn later on was that, that we had a reception in the same hotel the night before. Yeah. And we think that they were mad about that because it was so prayerful. And I mean, they're people i mean they were just sort of holding us with disdain so the ultimate haters yeah they were yeah. just like oh, yeah who are these people they're praying they're praying that, and they have guns yeah and they stole the internet yeah. and they stole the chinese <laughs> interwebs so and it was funny his armed security guard so when he first comes up to the first night so that friday night he comes up he's like hey man what's going on i give him a hug and he's got this it's it's, it's his two sons and then these two other guys <laughs> And they're just Jack City. You know what I mean? Like, no neck, all muscle. And I'm like, what is this, your security team? And I slap him on the arm, and he looks at me, and he shakes his head, and he goes, that's correct. And I'm like, my bad. I didn't mean to hit you. Yikes. And if, they're big to you. They, yeah, they were. They, yeah. yeah. These are big boys. They, they like that's business. a Chris Farley moment for yeah, you. Yeah. Sorry yeah. you know? <laughs> about that. So. But, but you know what? I mean, seriously, all in all, I mean, the fun, the fun that we had around it and even, even some of the laughs about it all, I mean, are, are pretty amazing. But um, Catherine started this thing. Um, I don't know where it is. Maybe it's on Telegram or something. I'm not on Telegram, so I don't know. Um, but they started this thing called Miracles of the Pit. Hmm. And people started just putting in all these different things that happened. Like this one guy had a, this, this terrible shoulder injury and he couldn't lift his shoulder over his arm. There's a picture of him doing this after oh they prayed goodness. over him. And um, people that had these just wow. mind bending headaches and just whatever. And and so the miracles of the pit is something that we're going to, we're going to turn into sort of a little mini video thing yeah. and just let people tell their stories about what happened. Cause it was, well, it was important that we did what we did um, for us to tie off on, on all the mule stuff. Um, 
explain what we're doing with the Fusion Center, and then give everyone else a chance to dig into this this mm-hmm. Chinese stuff, the Chinese stolen internet or stolen Chinese internet. Um, <laughs> well, and then also on the post pit follow-up conversations with him, there's a chance he and I might be related. Oh so my God. it goes back to the boat. Yeah. So he, wait, so, are you serious wait, right 100% now? Serious, yeah, right. serious. And Christina pointed out, and again, we could not be related, but she, you look exactly like my uncle Tim. My uncle Tim is just a little bit taller. Like, and, and so, image. and so there are legitimate connections going back to the same boat. No kidding. The same boat. Wait, Wait, how'd you already do all this Mayflower? Well, my dad, my dad. So the boat after the Mayflower, the second boat. In in 1620. 1620. So my, my, um, ancestry, my aunt Debbie did my ancestry. Um, and And my dad did my uncle Tim. Okay. Yeah. And so my uncle Tim is the Dawson, right? My dad's brother. Okay. And she did his lineage and it goes all the way back. And so my great, 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 however many greats grandfather was chief Quataquina of the Wampanoag tribe. And so his brother was chief Massasoit of the Wampanoag tribe. Can we just have a moment for this? And so we stole stole their internet. Yeah. (laughs) And it was over. (laughs) Chief Wampanoag? Chief Massasoit. Yeah, they were the the Indians Indians from the first Thanksgiving. Right. That was them. And so Chief Massasoit was the the chief at that first Thanksgiving that we all learned about in school. And he's your grandfather? No, he's my great, 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 so, and is that you? No. So so here here's how it breaks don't, down. Don't start that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so his um so Chief Quataquina, he was not the high chief. That was Massasoit. And then so he but he's still a chief. Had two daughters that were Wampanoag princesses. Well, these boys that came over on the next boat after the Mayflower married those princesses. And you so know, they were you English know how these Scotch Irish guys were, right? I mean, they were in all yeah. sorts of, now, now yeah. they're hooking up with Indians and all yeah. sorts of other things. And so, so I guess my, that relative, his name was Gabriel Weldon. W H E. That's a good way to get banished from the, from early America. And they got banished to some place. But with the princesses? With the princesses. Yeah. Well, at least they were princesses. How do you come in? Same boat. Same people. So I'm pulling my dad's uh, my dad's documentation. We've got a parallel story that doesn't involve the princesses. And so it... it, it so like you get off the boat and then you just go like that. No, they're, they're all kind of clustered up around because they kept getting killed. So well, unless you got would, kicked out with the princesses. Yeah, Plymouth Plantation was where they were all... Right. Okay. Yeah, and then, yeah, if you if you, if you you hooked up with a, an, an Indian princess, you were out. I yeah. Mean, if they didn't kill you... Yeah, one of them didn't kill you. Yeah, so but they were there long enough. To Wonder if they hung out together. Wonder if they had beards. That's kind of cool. Wonder if they had beards. I, I, I bet they did. I'm a gambling like man. And my money would be on I that. I'm a gambling man. Beard, stolen internet, and big things of beer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is your life? I don't know. I know we got to go, but what yes, do. what does life look like now? I don't. I. I don't think we can call it a lull because it sounds like the next part is ramping up, but like what's going on now? Yeah, we are. Um, the fusion center is really blowing and going. Okay. Um, we're, we're having this open ink thing where we dumped all the, um, 2000 mules information. Uh, it's just been a challenge after challenge. The bad guys have been taking it down and, you know, we, we've been setting them up and they could take it down and it's, you know, it's this little 
kind of game back and forth, but um, I think we figured it out and we figured out who, who they really are and what their, what their game is. And now we know how to kind of get around them. So we're going to be pushing that out. Once that's done, um, we're going to uh, continue with Patriot games, which is a, a method of dissemination for our stories. So um, we're going to bring stories in. We're going to, you know, kind of let people into the, to the research and let people into the analysis and start pushing stories out through Patriot games. We've got a couple other video projects we're doing. Um, We have, um, um, and, and honestly just getting ready for, uh, for uh, we're 30, 28 days away from the first early voting States, Hmm. 28 days from tomorrow. That's just wrong. That's crazy. Talk about, so before we go, talk about the problem with not voting. Man, you're going to hear people on the internet read what they're saying, and anyone who tells you don't vote because they never fixed 2020, those people are suspect. There's no person of any credibility on earth that would tell you not to vote. You have to vote. If you want to keep working on 2020 like we are, we invite you in. We welcome you in. We want you to be there. But under no circumstances should we not vote. Second piece of this is there's this belief that we all have to vote on election day so that, you know, we can trick them in. We don't have to worry about it too much in Alabama, but that, that, you know, that we can, they won't have any idea who's voting. What we learned in Arizona was that we can blow up their algorithms if we vote heavy early and on election day. Mm. It's not just one or the other. You got to do it both because what it forces them to do, they've got all these, think of it as they have all these formulas in place. And then all of a sudden the inputs into the formulas right. change and they have to do something. Right. So when you have eyes on that kind of situation, it gives us the best possible situa- uh, scenario for catching them, number one, but number two, preventing them from doing the cheat. So our view, if you live in a state where, where they have early voting, just vote. Take people to vote with you. Just vote. Don't mail it in. Don't put it in a, um, hmm. don't put it in a mailbox. Just take it into the polling place and vote. Vote your ballot early or vote early if, if, if you have a, are in a state that allows it. If anyone tells you don't vote, just, just, you know, walk away. I mean, these people are not, these people are not thinking clearly and, or they have bad intentions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's I, I really don't care when people vote, to be it honest is. with you. I mean, you know, I would rather have it one, if I had my druthers, I would rather have one day, one voting day, give everybody in the country off. Everybody goes and votes that day. We do it all on paper. We mark the paper. We count them. We'll be done by 10 o'clock at night, and everything will be fine. Um, I do think there are some technology components to maintaining the ro- the voter rolls that, that can be right. advanced. But we're where we are now. Um, states that already had Dominion machines, they're already going to have Dominion machines. Nobody made any changes. There's the, the cowards in the legislature walked mm-hmm. away from making the necessary changes. Preach. So mm-hmm. we are we are where we were then. The difference is we know we can win by overwhelming them early in those states where you can and voting heavy on election day. They can't beat that. And just don't worry about the machines. Don't worry about this stuff. We've got eyes on the cheats that they're going to put in place. But the key thing is you have to vote and you have to vote heavy. If you don't want to do anything other than just take your friends, your family, your neighbors, anybody you know, take them to vote. Take them to vote. If they're not registered to vote, get them registered to vote now. 
but we have to work on this. We can't just say, ah, I'm still pissed because they stole it from Trump. Well, guess what? I'm pissed they stole it from Trump too. That's why I've spent two years of my life trying to help figure this out. But where we are today, what we know about this is that we can step up and we can stop these people from cheating if we overwhelm the boat, the vote. We did it with Carrie Lake and they made mistakes. Mm. We, they, in Pima County, for uh, Pinala County, for example, um, they were voting so heavy that the election, the guy running the elections gagged on it and made a mistake and then tried to fix the mistake by sending out 63,000 more ballots to oh fix the mistake. And so we were able to catch him. They ended up firing the guy on, ele- on when they were counting on election yeah. day um, because we had eyes on. So my point is, make them make mistakes. Make them not have enough ballots on election day. Make them not have enough ballots. Make them fix their mistakes. It'll it'll be more visible now because citizens and patriots all over this country are watching this. Mm-hmm. The worst thing we can do is just, you know, this woe is me crap. They stole it from us, so I'm never voting again. And damn you, Greg Phillips, for stealing the internet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the Chinese. Who, who are these people? Yeah. You know? Don't you think that's what happened in 2020, actually? Like, I think yeah. the people came out. For Trump so much more than they anticipated. And it's like they overplayed their hand. They, they had did. To, yeah. and, but, but because there wasn't enough eyes actually on the, right. the pieces, right. we, weren't, you know, it was we right. weren't ready. This time, that's not true. I mean, yeah. if anybody thinks mm-hmm. that there's not going to be Patriot eyes on this thing, you know, just hide and watch because this is going to be, this is going to be, you know, the one of the most watched elections in the history of the world. Um, but, but we've got to turn out. I mean, I've been re- reading some of the polling numbers showing some of these Senate candidates that we've that, that we've nominated are, you know, maybe not the strongest candidates we've ever had, but they have to win. It doesn't make any yeah. difference whether you like them or not. I mean, you know, whether you like Herschel Walker or not, you know, it's not my problem. I promise you, he's yeah. be- we're better off with Herschel Walker than Warnock. Yeah. Uh, same with Oz up in um, up in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Masters out in Arizona. I read that he's he's actually behind now. Yeah, inexplicably. Yeah. I mean, Mark Kelly's. Come on. It's just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the point is we can beat all of this. Carrie, you know, in the last few days, in the last few days began to emerge. But a a week or so before, even her pollster um, called me and said, hey, man, she's she's tanking because she's not listening or whatever. And we're like, she's not tanking. I'm on the ground, dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't bet anybody is going to vote for this other woman. Yeah. And uh, man, but uh, can I say, say last thing before we go about Carrie Lake? I said this last time, I'll say it again every chance I get. Carrie Lake is is one of the best three candidates I've ever been around, mm. ever in my career in 40 years. I've never seen, I've only twice seen candidates as good as Carrie. She's smart, she's articulate, she's beautiful, she's young, she's, you know, everything that, that you know, America would look for in a governor. She's conservative, um, um, she's media trained. I mean, she was mm. in the media for 25 years. I mean, she, this lady gets it and she is amazing. I mean, she, you saw it at the pit. I mean, she has that thing, whatever it is, that charisma, people, right. people not even from there that mm-hmm. didn't even know her. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, she walked up on that stage and 
boom, everybody yeah. just mm-hmm. leapt to their feet. And you either have that or you don't. That's exactly right. And that's my, rare like, that the conservatives have that. It's usually the fake conservatives that seem to have that. But I used to nice tell to I used see. to tell my yeah. boys this when they were dating girls and you know they couldn't quite make these things work or something was happening. One of them called me a serial killer one time. She said, "You know, Mr. Phillips, you look a little like a serial killer when you grow your beard out." <laughs> like, Thank you. What? You said no. I'm just an internet yeah, stealer. Yeah, I'm an what? internet stealer. So I used to tell my boys. I you know I used to tell my boys that look. It's about chemistry, man. You, yeah. you, you can't make it and you can't make it go away. And the yeah. uh, same is true with politicians. Yeah. You, know, you, you can't make you it and you can't make it. it go away. Yeah. Awesome. Ladies, do you have anything? Last thoughts? I mean, I I always have yeah, so much. Go but what time got an idea Brian's for another podcast, me. so we'll just yes, say no, that. Yes, you got to go. Right. I just, um, like November 9th, we'll have you back on. Nice. Let's do you, it. Whatever the day after the election, so we can find out all the things that went down. Please. The night before. Man, that'd oh be super goodness. fun. The uh, okay. suitcases that come in, we'll yeah. drop it here. I might, I might bring a few suitcases with me. I'll bring the Chinese <laughs> internet with me. Bring it in. You can fit we'll that in a backpack. Do. We'll set those servers up and we'll have. We'll It'll have just blast. look like our own command center <laughs> I just right here. know who's in Wuhan and all this stuff. I know. Like everything's Don't coming you? out of there. Yeah. Who is it? I don't know. We'll tell you next time. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) All right, guys. Until next time, put your trust in God and keep your powder dry.